Welcome to episode 26 of Rouge One, the mostly me complaining about Game of Thrones episode. I'm severely disappointed, Kevin Yost. Hey, hey, look at me, it's Matt Gould. I'm Dragon Guy Ben Rogers. I'm Sud. Help me, I need a Lamborghini. No, listen to me, help me, I need a Lamborghini. Sam Pat. <laughs> do, you, do you think they gave him one? I think he got the shit kicked out of him, is what I think happened. Yeah, but afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Little do you know, the Lamborghini is a specific type of roundhouse kick. Is, like, so. if you get beaten up, can you just ask for anything? I mean, usually people ask for ambulances <laughs> and they get sent, so... What like, do you think do you that guy's, to- like, goal was? To, like, dropkick... Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then get a Lamborghini. Like, I don't yeah, know. no one's done this before. Here's your Lamborghini. Yeah. Technically, it's never not worked. So maybe I can't it would have just guy. been. He would just would have been so impressed. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> so impressed by the dropkick. He's like, "You can have my Lamborghini." Why does he sound it's Italian? Flawless, yeah, flawless Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Because it's a Italian Every- car, right? It's a Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he said, I'll be back? <laughs> Do you get it? Or is that just too All subtle? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, going to power through our weeks relatively quickly and then uh, get to Game of Thrones spoilers Five hours for later. the entire series. <laughs> so, Sud, why don't you go ahead Quickly tell us about your week. Uh, I'm only going to talk about one thing, and that is the greatest action, like one of the best action movies I've ever seen. And I might actually break out my scale for this. Uh, it's John Wick oh. 3 Parabellum. Oh, shit. Edge of my seat. So I, if you, if loyal listeners will recall, I do not like Infinity War. Um, and... I, or no, sorry, Endgame. Ah, that's not a movie. Whatever. Both. But um, <laughs> but like the problem with that movie is that nothing has like a, a, a realness to it because there's so much CG. There's so much like lights and sounds and fucking garbo and you know it's all just plastic. And I should be playing Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, and like John Wick, the John Wick movies are just like perfect action films. Um, Keanu Reeves does all his own stunts. You can clearly tell what's happening. They're all like incredibly brutal. And John Wick Three is the best of these three movies. Um, it's Parabellum, right? <laughs> Parabellum. Would you say they get successively better? Yes, um, and, but they're all excellent. They're all excellent, and it's it's such a good movie. And there's just so many great moments. Um, Matt, for you, uh, they have a lot of the cast from the raid in the movie. And it just leads to these incredible martial arts scenes between Connor Reeves, who I think has like a black belt or some like um, background in martial arts or judo or something like that. Uh, and he knows karate. He knows karate from the Matrix, which was a real life thing. Also, Lawrence Fishburne. It was Kung just, Fu. Lawrence Fishburne's in the movie, and he's just eating up the scenery. It's amazing. <laughs> you see some eat scenery. He's like, just oh, literally. No. But the movie's awesome. I never watch movies twice in theaters, uh, but this is the one of the first times I can remember in a long time that I like watched it uh, with my girlfriend on Friday or something, and then I immediately <laughs> it, it was it was just all such a blur, like no joke. Uh, I think I watched it Friday, and then I watched it again just now. Uh, that's why we're recording when we're recording, 
and it's just so awesome. Like you can tell exactly what's happening on the screen at any one time. The lore behind the movies is really goofy, which I really enjoy. Like it's a secret order of assassins and there's all these rules that sort of just like percolate out of nowhere. Um, there are a ton of really great character actors that just, I think the world they made is really creative. It's a super creative world. It, it feels like, uh, someone making a Max Payne film, right? And then if Max Payne knew karate, uh, and it's kind of, it's just really awesome. <laughs> throw in some like some weird flair cuz like that the way that all the um all all the telegrams and tel- they still use like a telegraph system with all the all the ladies yeah. running it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird like bizarre premise, but like the action is just so good. Uh some highlights Without going into spoilers, uh, watching Keanu Reeves suplex someone through plate glass. Uh, very enjoyable. Um, uh, I, I would highly recommend watching it in theaters. And so let's let's give it a over and under first. Is this better than... Uh, it, it's, it's better than, let's say, any Fast and the Furious movie, which is a low bar. Um, but it's not so much better than, say, uh, like The Raid. So it's better than the raid, like the first or the second raid, I'd say, um, but not like a ton better. Um, and it's below Mad Max Fury Road. So I give it a solid uh, nine out of ten suds for movies. Oh it's, my goodness! It's so good. Like if you don't watch it in theaters, I kind of hate you. I mean, it like it, <laughs> it, it, it's just so awesome. Um, and they were, like, really setting up, like, a really cool mythos. These movies seem like they're going to go on forever. And as long as Keanu Reeves' body can take it, and he takes some awful <laughs> hits in this movie, and they seem really Are we gonna real. Get, do you think we'll get to a point where we're watching Keanu jump over a fence, and there's, like, 20 different shots? No. <laughs> it's not that kind of action movie. Like, everything is, like, single movement. Like, you know, that's why it makes yeah, but it, it really good. I don't think it'll get to that point. No, I mean, like, what Keanu's they're doing like is incredible. Just running around. I mean, here's the thing. Like, he killed someone with a book, like, in this one. And it's the most brutal <laughs> book beating I've ever seen. Um, and so, like, if they can figure that out, I'm sure they can figure out a walker. Like, it's was there's, it there's a lot of options here. Or paperback. Uh, it was, like, an, a 17th century Russian literature book. Oh, so it was so a hefty tome. and tomey. <laughs> gotcha. All right, nine out of ten suds see it in theaters, or sud hates you. Um, Probably. Yeah. And, th- and then, <laughs> like, I yes. actually just watched uh, John Wick two today. Well, not for the first time, but I, I watched it two hours later. That's all I want to talk about this week. Um, Matt, you watched John Wick two. Oh, that's what you're saying, Matt. So you were talking about John Wick two, and then oh, we yeah. put a pause. Yeah. Um, so start over. In- well, I, it, it's kind of like at the end of this. We'll see. Like um, a, f- a few weeks ago, I don't remember when. Um, that's when I say I lost my only friend. You no, watched it. He has a really long backstory. <laughs> no, um, I remember. Sud. Yeah, I'm we, trying to limit you guys to we were, five minutes each, and you've spent thirty seconds saying nothing. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, Love, Death, and Robots, the Netflix um, show that's an anthology of uh, short films that all deal with uh, sci-fi type shit. And so yeah, that's we talked me about this I, previously. I thought it was better than the Animatrix or not, and I couldn't really tell because it would probably been a decade since I watched Animatrix. So I went back and 
watched the Animatrix. And uh, I would actually have to say that the Animatrix is better than Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, um, but that's shit. a different kind of um, discussion. You just fired cause... shots and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so, this is like, yeah, we're supposed to shoot and run today, right? So we can uh, get to I'm Game yeah, of Thrones. I'm really confused, Matt. I thought you were going to talk about John Wick 2. And well, then this is stopped. how it leads to John Wick 2 because then I watched The, <laughs> the Matrix, which is, <laughs> which is Keanu Reeves. And I was watching, um, you know, The Matrix. And I was like, I have this really funny theory that, like, John Wick, the the entirety of John Wick is, like, part of the training program. And, like, the last movie is going to just end up with, like, Neo, like, waking up and be like, that was a crazy program. And why did, Fish- you make me, why did you make me <laughs> Lawrence deal with killing being a dog? Like, I know, right? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I ended up watching John Wick 2. Uh-huh. I hope they do do that, but like at the end of John Wick Nine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta start my stories like that from now on. <laughs> this is like fucking Grandpa Simpson. They put an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> but- Give me five bees for a dollar. We'd say. I didn't know. I would. I didn't know I would get so much lore. With that, with that backstory. God damn! I never get those minutes back. <laughs> All right, what did you think of John Wick Two? Um, I like it a lot. It's a badass film. It's um badass, badass, badass. <laughs> um, it has some really cool fight scenes. Uh, it has some pretty silly things that happen in it, though, like. When like Common. Common and John Wick are just casually walking through a subway shooting at each other. I love like, that part. Not gonna lie. Nobody flinches. Like somebody would have noticed that like little bits of the wall. Are Typical exploded. New York. You know, like, <laughs> like but, That's um, pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it's it's a it's a wild ride. I mean, I love the cast. Like it's just stacked, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so good. Everyone's clearly having such a great time, too. Yeah, yeah. just hamming it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Keanu Reeves is, like, fantastic as a martial arts action film guy. I mean, he's probably the West's greatest action hero of, like, yeah, all time. For sure. Jesus. Even better than Schwarzenegger, I might have I'd to say. see these movies. You've never oh, seen Oh, Kevin, you utter bitch. <laughs> Yeah, God Kevin was it. in the shadows there for a yeah, long time. I'm pretty sure I've seen you, you laugh your head at a John out, Wick just got meme. Cut off. Like I've posted a John Wick meme, and I'm pretty sure you like laughed at it. Kevin. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it had something to do with the dog dying, which is not. I don't need the entire laughed, context Kevin, of the film. <laughs> yeah, you laughed because the dog died, not because of anything else. <laughs> Only one dog dies. It's not a big premise. <laughs> Kevin, do you like action movies? Yes. Yeah, John Wick is Kevin, like would you like to best. watch like modern masterpieces? <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it. I liked Shoot 'em Up, and it seems like this, this is, is essentially just no, no. This is a different level. Shut the shoot fuck up! up. Is like, yeah, Shoot 'em Up is like Looney Tunes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shoot him up as Oscar winner Paul Giamatti going like, God fucking damn it! Screeching <laughs> <laughs> at the top of his line. I'm Paul fucking Giamatti! Um, <laughs> I'm psyched to see the audio levels on that. <laughs> That's how he fucking acts now. God damn it, Paul Giamatti! <laughs> And then fucking Clive Owen eating a goddamn carrot. Yeah, yeah. let's just throw some bugs. <laughs> literal, up in here. literal, literally tees. eating a carrot. And then he fucking throws a fake version of the baby onto the fucking floor. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> about that. Just that onto baby, a highway. That baby's brain is all shaken up. Like <laughs> that baby's ba- brain is like fucking Gerber's baby food. Like it's not <laughs> the amount of shit it goes through in that movie. <laughs> They should study that baby for CTE. For just $2 a day. (laughs) You can insure babies from Clive Owen. And then Sarah McLaughlin starts playing. Like, you can't... You can't do that many, like, flips and somersaults and sliding across And firing a gun that close to a child. Yeah, the the child's at least deaf. (laughs) At least. Like, people, adult people go blind with, like, gunshots. <laughs> and deaf, I guess, is really. <laughs> I mean, um, war blindness was a thing, right? Where, like, people sure. would just randomly go blind on the battlefield. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, how many? John Wick 2, how many mats? Oh, John Wick 2 is easily like a 9 out of 10, like the whole series. I haven't seen the third one. I really want to. Um, I might go check it out on Thursday, which is my next day off. Right, shoot them up. How many mats? Oh, yeah, God, I can't even remember. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's, <laughs> we didn't watch it, go the movie. 10 out of 10 mats. I mean, it's really bad. I didn't like, watch shoot them up this week. Um, yeah, shoot them up is probably like a 6. I mean, when I was in high school and, like, I liked shit like that, it was a little higher. But, like, you know. Um, That's matured. Uh, sorry, right. no gaming this week. Mm. So. <laughs> Thanks, Jables. Uh, I was thinking about buying Days Gone. Um, no, I no hear- points for <laughs> stuff you thought about doing. Your time's up. Or two okay. weeks ago. Somebody. I relinquished my time. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, your time's up. There's nothing to relinquish. No, I relinquished it. You didn't take it from me. I got it. I got I got those zero <laughs> seconds. They're mine now. And so All I'm right, going to use ben, those go. to talk about the one thing I did, which was, pl- was play the new game by Devolver Digital called Katana Zero. Okay. Is this like Samurai Showdown? No. <laughs> This is like uh, hotline. So that's all you've talked about. This for is weeks. like hotline. Is this like Machino Miami. Blade? Oh, this, this is like hotline more. Miami. <laughs> so yeah, and you uh, had me at hotline, <laughs> and you have my attention with Dave Chappelle. Gotcha, bitch. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a it's a two D side scrolling um, like action game with. Is it um, not top down? No, it's not top down. Now instead whoa, whoa. you're going you're going you're going side scrolling. <laughs> you're going left to right. These guys are like flipping the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you are a you're a samurai in a dystopian future who has lost his memory after the war. And Which war? What's the war called? You know, you, I I don't know. 
don't oh, know, man. Okay. You gotta you gotta play the game. There's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of like intrigue and it's a um it's got a lot of this like whole figuring out what happened in the past. So um, you said it is made by the people who made Hotline Miami. Yes. Or is it just like Pub- it? It's it's published by them. It's the developer so, is called like Act- Hotline a- Miami. Soft. Like, oh, I mean, the gameplay in Hotline Miami is great, but like a part of like the big experience of it is the soundtrack. So like, what's Yo, the soundtrack, the soundtrack like is also game? great. One thing I love about this um, game is um, when you enter the stage. Uh, the main character is putting in a tape in a tape deck and hitting play, and you hear that satisfying um, clink and play, and it plays the really good, you know, so that like heavy shit. That yeah, that like heavy bass uh, action music that you've that you the heavy recognize. bass action music. Uh-huh. It's very so, similar to Hotline Miami music. Is it like boom, being in a boom, blade boom, scene? Boom, boom. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, so, uh, so you have you have precognition. So the game does the the Prince of Persia thing, where when you die, it's like, oh wait, that that's not a good way to go about that. It's not precognition; it's rewinding time. No, you don't rewind time. You're thinking of all the situations. Yeah, you're like planning out your oh. route. planning out your route, and you have you have a bullet time. So you use that to slow down and deflect bullets or roll to dodge an attack. And then at the end of that stage, it plays everything in real time. So you just look like that an absolute really cool. badass. This seems like a super hot. <laughs> Is this like super hot, Ben? It's kind of like, it has that kind of feel. Did you where, get it on um, the computer? Yeah, what you platform are you playing this on? Where it's very action-oriented. You're going to die a lot, just like in Hotline Miami. <laughs> but when you get the route down, yeah. and then it plays it back for you in this like VHS kind of-esque uh-huh. way, it, it makes you look so cool because it doesn't show the slowdown. It shows everything normal speed. So those what? moments where you're deflecting like 20 bullets and rolling just looks absolutely amazing. What platform did you buy this on? I bought it on Steam on the computer, but it is also for the Switch and other platforms. Ooh, that sounds like a good game to have on the Switch. To yeah, I regret my decision and wish I had bought it on the <laughs> Switch, but it's fun nonetheless. <laughs> I give it a good 8 out of 10, Ben's. Did you beat the game, Ben? I have not, so that might go up to okay. a 10, but what I've played so far has been Are super my first fun. drop. Are there different weapons, or do you just have a katana? You just have a katana, for what I know. You can pick up items and use them as, like, a projectile to, like, take out an enemy f- far away fast. But other than that, that's all I've run across. Like like pocket sand? Not yet. I Ha-cha! wish. <laughs> like bottles, cleavers, <laughs> kind of like in Hotline Miami. Yeah, but Hotline Miami could pick up gun. Like you'd pick up those items and yeah, you know, yeah, beat yeah. the shit out you of You have people. you have your katana is always in your main hand and then you have an offhand which you can pick up throwable items. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. See, sounds like a good game. And How'd you hear about this game? Um I heard about this game randomly 
from a friend of mine who was like, did you ever check out that other game by Hot- the people who did Hotline Miami? And I was like, wait <laughs> And you're like, what, haven't. Hotline Miami 2? Yeah, I played that Yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. That's basically <laughs> how the conversation went. And I was like, no, the other one. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, Katana Zero. And so, yeah. And it's great. And you guys should I, play it. I'm, and I'll I'm still not like you lie. if you don't I like I don't it. like that name. Katana Zero is really dumb. It's yeah. like Edgelordy. It's like the name of a Sonic with a katana. Fucking, you guys are dumb. What? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's over there like... Oh, like, you think it's cool, don't you, like, Kevin? You're like commercially <laughs> affronted. He's like Kevin's, writing it. I'm sitting here he's like writing it trying in his to cash notebook. my royalty checks for fucking... <laughs> he's like writing it in a notebook. come up with the name. Katana Zero with like electric marks around and stuff. <laughs> but no, then also like Katana Zero with little hearts around it. <laughs> Mr. Katana Zero. All bishy. Yeah, it, like, it's, so it's not K-A-T, it's K-I-T and the, uh, the I is hearted. Kitana. All right, Ben, was that your week? That was my week. You didn't do anything else? I did. Well, nothing. Yeah, nothing else really. (laughs) Worked. Good. No, boring. Lived. Wrong podcast. (laughs) Also boring. (laughs) I know your life. You did one thing and you worked. Uh, I did a lot Uh, of that. What'd you do, uh, so I did a couple things. Um, oh, I, big man. <laughs> I got a little bit back into Minecraft. Uh, what? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you you I, dusted off your fedora. <laughs> I haven't played Minecraft since it was in beta. Yeah, Dude, why same. the fuck are yeah, we talking so, about this? Well, so uh, the 16th, yeah, last Thursday was the 10-year anniversary and so it was kind of coming up extra and they released a whole big map and that was kind of cool. Like the map is fucking huge and it's progressed so far that like most of it is like <laughs> there's like a bestiary you can get to. But in order to get into it, you have to solve a puzzle with eggs from the different creatures from Minecraft. And I'm just like, I stopped playing before there were eggs, so I got nothing. Yeah, what I was is just it, like, there are like a hundred eggs even here. Minecraft anymore? They have like NPCs and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just what it was with a shit ton more. And so I, I tried exploring around the map and like it, I do like that when you enter the map, you get on a minecart and go through this like long tunnel. And like every so often they'll have like a little diorama set up for like this is you know when it came out this is kind of an illustration of what minecraft looked like and then this was the first big update and here was a bunch of the stuff it added and here's then Not- on, you know here's notch agreeing with nazis yeah <laughs> but so like it it just did kind of a short little history of all the big updates and then like i created a world and i ran around and it's a lot of fun to just like have something on Netflix or whatever and fucking build a whole goddamn castle into the side of a mountain. Like, or just watch Billy, it, who's 12, do it. <laughs> YouTube. I mean, sure. And earning $50,000. Why does he have to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, while I played Minecraft, <laughs> I also watched She Ra and The Princesses of Power. It's fucking uh, killing me. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you are you more empowered, Kevin? 
I am. John so Wick or she I, <laughs> I love action movies. If you don't. Oh, man. Uh, tell me about uh, this show. Yeah, this so I mean. Dipping cookies and tequila. Yeah, it's it's a remake of, you know, the fucking show from the 70s. Did you watch the old show? We um, all know this. We've all yeah. seen She-Ra, haven't we? I don't know if I has. never watch any real amount of the original She-Ra. Yeah, I've seen like I didn't clips. even watch the original He-Man. Yeah, see, I watched like, the original uh, He-Man. I've yeah, seen the decent amount of He-Man, yeah. But yeah, based off what I know of He-Man, Kevin, I assume that She-Ra was also He-Man? pretty much just like standalone nothing episodes. You know, they were just shows made to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like, not as bad as Godzilla, but Yeah, but is. name, name some products then, Kevin. <laughs> Let's, the we don't have time for this conversation. Not so. good. Okay. We can shave off a couple hours from the we Game of Thrones We can talk a lot cast. about a lot of the bad Godzilla movies, <laughs> but they... <laughs> You know the cartoon is not good. Oh no! Don't car- even try. You're talking and about the cartoon. I thought you were like, yeah. We're talking weird. about cartoons, Matt, from the seventies and eighties. Of course, I would mention Godzilla as being one of the worst. I do actually like the um, um, Saturday theme. morning cartoon that they came out with in the nineties. Oh, 90s. the two thousand one. Yeah, the um, <laughs> that the that, t- that that <laughs> continues the story after the nineteen ninety eight Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> it's got just, that. It looks like it's Matthew animated. Broderick. It's like it has, from the animated Men in Black. It is from the same team. I mean, oh, well, that oh really? <clears throat> I'm I didn't sure. know that. But like, I it, love that Men in Black part. <laughs> It was that's like, really good. It was it was honestly not a bad show. Like it only had like a season and a half, I think. <laughs> um, if you could call it that, I guess. But like <laughs> it had some cool monster fights. That's cool. But we're talking about She-Ra right now. Yeah, well mm. somebody somebody <laughs> there's boring. a chance to talk about kaijus. We're gonna do <laughs> somebody it. Talk, somebody <laughs> mentioned Godzilla, so I, I yeah, and Matt had <laughs> he had to jump in and defend it. <laughs> Can't just let that shit go <laughs> uncountered. That's how uh, cancer yeah, starts. So, <laughs> I put on the first episode just because, like, the uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, Korra, like, the animation style. <laughs> and, just, like, I watched the first episode and just enjoyed it. And just enjoyed it because, like, uh, the main character, Adora, is, like, so clearly being raised by the bad guys in the opening, uh, in the first episode. She's just like, yep, it's great to be living here in the Fright Zone with my mother figure, Shadow Weaver, and, like, all of these horrific monsters that live around me. And then, like, at the end of the episode, she meets, like, the the people they're fighting a war against. And it's like, oh, man, maybe the evil horde is actually the bad guys this time. Like in World and of so Warcraft. And so I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I kept checking it out. And uh, I, it holds some real potential. It reminds me of a slightly, like, just a little bit worse than, like, season one Avatar, The Last Airbender, where, like, you know, it had some room to, like, grow into something really good, but, like, it was super watchable. I like that, you know, it's not, I'm sure it's still meant to sell toys, but, like, it had, like, lore and mystery and, like, what's going on with the planet and... <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
ever since Game of Thrones has betrayed Kevin. He's been grasping for anything to satisfy that lore itch. There's, there could be some lore here. It's got potential. Yeah. <laughs> He's walking down the street, just drops to his knees. Maybe there's some lore here. It's like, Jamie's a fucking pussy. And you're just like, ah, oh, lore. Precious lore. All right, and let's fucking get into it. The last episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> aired last night. Uh, the series is over. What was the name of the episode? And so, uh, the, the Iron Throne. Throne. Was it? I yeah, it was. Somebody said it was a Dream of Spring, and that felt better. That's the end of that the person's last a fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's the last book. That person's uncle works yeah. at Nintendo, <laughs> and he'll hack your account. Uh. <laughs> So Alright, so let's let's go ahead and give overall impressions real quick. Of so, what? The show or the season or the episode? Yeah, just one sentence, the last episode, one sentence the show. Okay. Uh la- okay, so the the last episode does a really great job of being thematically consistent with the entire show. The show has brought people together and then divided them in a way that I never thought I would see like as a group. <laughs> Um, and I would say overall, I don't think we'll ever see anything quite like Game of Thrones ever again. I'm really glad I watched it. All right, Matt, go. Um, the last episode was interesting for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, the show as a whole is still like, I would, like, I would always like, if anybody said to me, like, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, I'd be like, you should watch it. You know, just like, don't listen to all the. There's a lot of loud don't people. Just who, don't tell them about like, that last season. They'll watch it if they get that far let, yeah, anyway. Let them step on that landmine on their own. Yeah. I mean, to, if you you phrase it that way, but like I still think like the journey as a whole from like episode one, season one to the last episode is one of the best serialized television experiences you could go through. Uh, I believe you, Max, because I believe you've seen it all. And got his legs blown off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ben, Uh, as you know, as as a series whole, it's the most amazing television show we've ever seen. But um, yeah, this last season has just been really disappointing. This last episode was better than the previous two, but. all in all, I don't know. I need the I need the books now, <laughs> which will Fuck probably off. just be novelizations. I of mean, what I, just I hate read, to be watched. like a Debbie Downer, but I don't I don't think you're gonna find anything better or different from the books. Yeah, I well, totally agree. It's with just that. gonna be drawn out longer with more descriptions wait, wait, of Matt, food. Matt, pause, Kevin. Let's hear. It. Let's hear it. Uh, so I feel like the. The newest episode was like the frayed ends of a knot that's been coming untied for four hours. And the show at this point, like for as good as it is in the beginning, like it's just in that lost Dexter area where like falls apart. I wow. wouldn't recommend no. it. Get the fuck it's nowhere out of near here. Dexter. I, I don't know what you're talking I would, about. <laughs> I would not recommend it to somebody like me because I'm You're not somebody who can just be like, yes, season six is just over and I'm just not going to watch the rest of it. Like, I'm never going to watch Game of Thrones again. What? Cool. You're crazy. I'm going to rewatch Game of Thrones 
Man. <laughs> you watched it three times. Yeah, man. <laughs> lead up to the season. You watched the most Game of Thrones. I mean, it has... Dude, that, that loss comparison is ridiculous. It's, Dexter, oh yeah, my god. People comparing it what? to Dexter need to... Like, what's like, a... Like, would the wire be on level with... No. No, 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 no. The, wi- the wire's... The, yeah, the wire's widely good. considered to be, yeah, yeah, good all the way yeah, through. Yeah, but it's like the... Like, I'm just trying to think of the high-end television shows but the the wire was never as complex as game of thrones though. yeah yeah a lot of people were upset with how the sopranos ended the wire would have fallen to shit if there was dragons in but it. for luckily for the sopranos like the internet wasn't as prevalent in our yeah, but see, that's still freaked out about the whole cutting off the line in the middle that's the thing though that i kind of love about game of thrones yeah. is that like we live in a society that hates itself <laughs> and like Game of Thrones, like just really exposed that. Like this right. is the show. I don't understand. That expo- like people are doing escapism very wrong right now. Yeah, totally like agree. you're supposed to watch these things and get away from everything and not bring it all with you and make it fucking drag you down. Like this is supposed to be like an escape from the bullshit we deal with every day, and you're supposed to fucking enjoy it. You're supposed to enjoy children okay, burning. But, yeah. Does that mean you just turn your brain off and don't question yes, you're literally anything supposed, that goes... That's what, that's what you do when you go to the movies. You turn your brain what off and fucking f- ride it. I don't know what you're talking I, about, Matt. Yeah, I I don't think you and Sud could possibly have more divergent opinions on how to access media. It's a- <laughs> Wow. Especially given the early seasons of Game of Thrones, the fact that that is your takeaway from the later seasons. It's a different kind of turn your brain off. It's hard to explain. (laughs) You're not supposed to bring your baggage with you. The baggage of the earlier seasons and the plot lines they set up? Okay, can I, can we just, (laughs) let's start from the end and work backwards, Okay. So, All right. given the endings of the major characters, do you feel like that they made sense within the overall arc of the show? So, that's the thing, and that's why I don't know why you and Matt are so convinced that Ben wouldn't get anything out of the novelizations. Because there's not a lot that happened as bullet points that I'm just intrinsically opposed to. But, like, they had to rush through everything to hit those bullet points that they didn't get any build-up or set-up or anything that they deserved. So they felt like they came out of fucking nowhere. The ending Some is, of them, like, I agree. I, Some I of cannot them I um, uh, make an apology. Like, you, you, people call me an apologist or whatever. But, like... <laughs> the people. The people. <laughs> Our fans. The one thing that I will agree with with a lot of the dissent and disappointment is how, like, quote-unquote, rushed it is. Yeah, man. I I think we can all agree it's ridiculous that these last two seasons have been shortened. Yes. Like, what... Why? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I feel like it could um, be... It, it could have been restructured, and then there could have been a whole other like, season worth of content that could have made all of this feel so much like more there's powerful. a part in the last episode where i think uh Tyr- I, think it I can't, I can't remember powerful, who Tyrion's talking to but he says something along the lines it was like you know does it feel worth it or whatever you know and it's like i feel like you know that would have made it all feel a little bit more you know worth it if they established actually like danny well, yeah, and john's I mean, love like, 
Yeah, that that's yeah, like the I hardest mean, like, thing to buy in the last two seasons. Like I can accept. Yeah, they have no chemistry. I can, I yeah. can ex- Amelia like, Clark is not a good actress, unfortunately. Like eyebrows on point, yeah. though. Yeah, thanks, makeup <laughs> artists. <laughs> that's not her. You realize that? You don't know that. Maybe she does it. No, all actors, all actors are hairless. They just Photoshop the eyebrows on. <laughs> I mean, that scene it, in the uh, Matrix when Keanu Reeves wakes up in the pod is actually just Keanu Reeves. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's just that's actors. That's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. But it's just like you know this shit with like brand just randomly being elected by <laughs> this just collection of random it's people. All the elder lords, several of whom they don't ex- have names. You d- you okay? The elder lords like Brand of Tarth. She's in. <laughs> She's there uh, for Sansa's protection. <laughs> then why does she get a vote? Because she's why does a, she's a knight. Seaworth get a vote? Because he's a knight. <laughs> why do Robin and Jon Royce both get votes? Because They're not peasants. They established yeah. that. <laughs> so the entire should have gotten the like vote, Lord Kevin? system is. Kevin, you missed the part before when they played musical chairs to see who would get votes. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't have like a list of the major houses, but you it seems like the most random collection of people that they are all either part of a house. You know, like at some of them, you can you can pinpoint that like that's I'm probably, just at a fancy dress party. You know. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm not convinced that it was even the prince from Dorne and not just a random guy they pulled off the streets. I love how it's just like, here's the guy with dark, like, dark curly hair, a uh, beard, and he's just wearing yellow, so you just automatically assume he's from Dorne. Like, that's... Remember how this kingdom was run by women? Now here's a prince. Yeah, they all got fucking murdered. <laughs> yeah. They're all dead. Um... um. I can I say the things that I really like about the last episode and how I feel like I go think for it. the parts that really work with the show. Um, the ending of Danny and and John are really powerful. And the more I think about the last shot of John riding out to north of the wall, um, the more I like his character arc. Yeah. And there's been a ton of problems with the last two seasons and this season especially, but I think John's been really good um, in the way that they sort of treated him in the context of like what's happening around him, whether there's enough buildup or not is, you know, I can totally see Kevin's point and I agree with it to a large extent, but I'd say like the overarching themes of the books and and of the show is that these myths are fucking stupid. Like the idea that you're destined for anything is fucking stupid. And so they've taken this like classical fantasy trope of like a secret King who's like a brave warrior. And he does all these things and he like saves the world. And at the end of the day, he's back at square fucking one and sent North of the wall to do what, you know, to actually guard against nothing. And it's like, he looks pained the whole time. Like it's some really subtle acting, I think from John uh, or from Kit Harrington playing John to like just show that he's not sure that he did the right thing. And he's, he's paying the price you know his life is miserable now and now he's just like venturing off into the unknown he's never going to see his family he's never going to see all like the people he sacrificed a lot with and i think that's like a really cool 
character arc. And that's kind of why I said Ben was foolish to think that, you know, the additional novels will really create something that's more that, that, that avoids these. I don't know if he meant that they avoid these character beats because I just think, think they do. I think like this is the, this is the story that George R. R. Martin was telling. It fits really well thematically with Danny's death. Ironically, I just feel like the these events the will wheel. have more of an impact if I have fourteen hundred pages to go through. <laughs> I don't believe it'll impact you in the same way because you already know what the plot points are. Like it might have worked if you had not. Honestly, seen this. I'm not even. I'm not even convinced that we're going to end up with these same plot points. <laughs> George, you're out of your mind. Like, not- George R. R. Martin <laughs> has said that it's going to be. It's the same ending. It's his ending. People might be, he said, some characters might be in different places, like, location-wise. Well, right, but that's my point, is, like, you look at the notes he had for, like, starting the series and the way he writes generally, and, like, he might just be, like... (laughs) That's how he writes, by not writing. You know, it's the, what would the character do in this situation? Oh, I guess they do this, and let's see where that goes, and fucking, you know, even though he has these plot points... You know, maybe I'll fucking yeah, go off maybe in a Danny ends wildly up on the different moon. direction. But like the stuff with John is exactly what I'm talking about. Where yeah, if it's played out over, uh, you know, more pages and everything, and has more uh, explained and built up. Because like I have no problem at all with the concept of John going north of the wall and everything. But like the issue is the setup. Because again, it's just like okay, so he kills Daenerys. And then I, I assume he just admits it to Grey Worm and whoever. And so then suddenly just don't kill him for no reason. Like they would definitely just murder the fuck out of him. Yeah. As soon as they they would out. immediately get caught into a war. with. Like, yeah, the it was Army a really right weird kind of like they just completely were like, boom, skip over it. Like, yeah, it's a time skip. Yeah, like, right? yeah, yeah, it's like this. Well, it's like yeah, two it's week like time a skip. month. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't see anybody's reaction to finding out that he's just murdered <laughs> Danny. Yeah, like, but then like- you know they they have this whole little thing for like, oh, what are we gonna do with John? We'll send him north of the wall, mm-hmm. and Grey Worm's like, okay, and then they all just fuck off. The only people who give a shit leave the continent. Yeah. Yep. And now to, to go John find is po- to go from to an island full of poisonous well, butterflies because you know, <laughs> the Ironborn would want to kill uh, John, right? They were like, I guess again. I don't know why they care so right, much. I don't understand. Like that was kind of because they got their independence, and then Robert Baratheon. Did they? Yeah, I do enjoy like, that scene where how the North was like, uh, "We're going to remain independent," and Dorne's just like, mm, "I know. I guess we'll just <laughs> go under this rule." I know our slogan's unbowed, unbent, unbroken, but uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Dorne and the Iron Islands just seem to be fine. <laughs> yeah. seem to be part of the Seven Kingdoms. But then also, like, again, this is a show thing. We have not, <laughs> since uh, Dolores Ed died, we have not seen another member of the Night's Watch. Yeah. For all we know, John is the only one. And I'm so not, him going north of the wall is just being like, fuck the Night's Watch. Who's going to stop me? That's what, yeah, I think that's wall. what he did. I think he was like, you know, I'm just going to go with the Wildlings. Like, I'm not going to be... I don't think he's a Night's Watchman. Fucking say something. Yeah, I think he just literally <laughs> just, like... I, I was really hoping for that. Like, that he would throw off his cloak. Because, like, that's, like, a really cool thing for him. Because, like, the only time he was ever happy was when he was with well, the Wildlings north of the wall. I, you know, you know yeah. 
something that I thought was going to happen that was going to probably be really silly and bad if it did was when he got to um, <laughs> Castle Black. It was going to like open up and like Tormund was going to be there and like the Lord Commander cloak. Like, haha, I'm your <laughs> boss now. <laughs> and but Ghost that is my happen. steward. <laughs> but yeah, just like I a love lot that. Of that kind of stuff. I I love the thing with ghosts though, because it, it like obviously the battle damage the ghost? episode was no the 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 episode was done like well before all this internet backlash when John didn't pet ghosts oh, the first right, time, right. and then he pets him this time, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like oh it's so good, it just works out so. It's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> Except with internet flame. Yep. There's a lot of that whole poetry and rhymes within this last season. <laughs> Can you imagine if if, if, George, if George Lucas, Lucas directed, directed the this? last season of Game of Thrones? He apparently visited the set a few times and talked to Dan and Dave and them. He's I mean, not doing Dak shit. But I'm he was there. I mean, just he's just roaming around. <laughs> I mean, he's a multi-billionaire. Why not? Yeah, he's just like, you know, yeah. What are you guys doing today? <laughs> yeah. Who's <laughs> not going to let George Lucas, like, show up to their set? You know, he probably hey, doesn't kid, even tell him he's coming. Cool lightsaber. He's probably Do you think, like, George Lucas is like Stan Lee? And yeah, the this is exactly like, how I'm George Lucas him. never left. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just hanging around. <laughs> You know what would be great here? Lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, you... and this might be fairly contentious, the one like major story beat that I had a problem with like as a beat, beat. Uh, is Clegane Bowl. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it was... What do you care? Like, I, mean, is... I, I don't know. Both their like, arcs ended, yeah. so... It was Not that cool. the yeah, never I mean, had, had a, I so. thought that it it's was just the new way of storytelling. When they had a lot ends, of really good fight. scenes, like like the cinematic, like the cinematography in that, like there's some of the shots, like the shot with um, uh, <clears throat> um, um, the mountain, like when he has when he's stabbed and like he's kind of like silhouetted in the in the sky and he's like pulling the sword uh-huh. out. Really fucking powerful stuff. Like really cool shots. Like, uh, uh, I mean, the whole season I, has amazing cinematography. It's all yeah, about it's all about the Kyburn one shot. I, that I still is why disagree I with Clegane episode Bowl. three. Episode three, the cinematography did nothing for me because it was so fucking dark. The adjust your time. TV, yeah, dude. Just adjust the TV. It's not that hard. It's one episode of a single show. Everything else is fucking fine. Why is it my TV's fault? It's not your TV's fault. Because your TV can fix the problem. <laughs> but my point is, 99.9% of stuff plays fine on the like, TV. Literally, and I can watch it, no literally. issue. But then one episode of Game of Thrones is dark as shit, and it's my fault. 99% settings, of the shit you watch isn't all set at night. The episode is literally the entire night. If I wanted to sell TV, if I wanted to sell TVs, I would go to a Best Buy and just play the long night on all the TVs. What I had to do, all I did was like in the first fucking 30 seconds of the show was I pulled up my thing and just played around with the settings until it looked good and it didn't even take me that long. <laughs> Pull up your I thing. shouldn't have to do that. Yes, you Pull should up your because thing, man. everything just is di- like because you have the settings at your fingertips literally. Why is okay, it so? I've played lots of dark video games where yeah. I don't have to no, bump fuck the fuck you because every single video game you up. play makes you adjust the fucking 
darkness before you play it. Yeah, and it's always just straight in the middle. So, like, I never have, have to fucking jack it all the way that, to one like, side. Oh, I have to adjust the darkness for one yeah, episode of Game of Thrones. Worst show the, ever. The emblem. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> adjust the brightness so you can see the seven-pointed star. <laughs> yeah, and I never fucking bother, because I don't care. No, you never adjust it's it? It's never been a problem. You, no! <laughs> you fool of a tube. Hey, Kevin, have you ever wondered that's why you always have these weird game-breaking bugs that no one else ever experiences? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Parker. Parker's the one I don't who has fucking the, deal with that yeah. much. Really? That's, you don't just run to invisible walls and just like, ah, fuck, invisible walls. And those just, aren't bugs. Those are just the walls. No, the that's game. what you think because it's dark. You haven't adjusted the settings. <laughs> You can't see the the thing in front of you blocking you, so you think. Can you just yell? Uh, you just yell at the night. I can't see. <laughs> I'm just saying there have been lots of dark war battles. Fucking Blackwater was an entirely night battle, no problems. Illuminated by green, green fire. fire. For all of thirty seconds, and there's like fire everywhere. There's like fire everywhere. Like the whole city is on fire. Fucking do that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. I will uh, say, like, like, I did have. That's another prime example. Go ahead. I did have the one thing. I the problem I had with uh, uh, episode three was all the fake deaths, but like. Yeah, plot armor I, is incredible in that. But episode. I kind of thought about it in like <laughs> a lot of the army of the dead, quote unquote, army. Um, they might not all have weapons. They don't people. all don't have weapons. Yeah, they're all just like homeless. But that cavemen. still gives them crazy armor because plot no, well, armor because none of so the like, think about it. Weapon you're, wielding ones attack you're in, them. You're in full plate, and a homeless dude tackles you, trying to scratch you. <laughs> Like, what's that going to do? Like, he could scratch at you all you fucking describe, day. <laughs> like, you're, you're describing me on the streets of Seattle. Yeah, but imagine if you were in full plate. Like, you wouldn't you have there. any problems. That's what I'm like. <laughs> I love that under this logic, fucking no zombie movies are scary. It's just like, he doesn't have a fucking sword. What but do I give zomb- a shit? Okay, so That's a good point. Here's the also thing. Zombies and <laughs> zombie movies are... They have the whole aspect of, like tearing apart the flesh and eating and like that's kind of lost with the dead these guys they're just kind of like moving forward why because they're not trying to eat people based on all of the people they murdered but they don't eat any of them (laughs) why is the eating the important because if you so like (laughs) i mean they ripped my torso in half but fucking they didn't eat me so i if you're trying to kill somebody i healed from that and you're just trying to kill them it's different than if you're trying to kill them and eat them i just like the i just like the scenario he gave us of a knight like challenging a homeless man to a fight well the homeless man challenged the knight to a fight oh okay But like, he attacks, how did John Wick kill all those guys in the movies if he wasn't planning on also eating he them? Attacks he would have attacked them very differently if he planned on eating them. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's different mentality. But you like, can't this equate, guy's attacking me like he wants to eat me. Zombies to necessarily like the army of the dead. Like they have different goals. What are we even talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Matt. Apparently, thinks that like they just 
tackled combat, people and then kept going. Strategies and no, like, because like if you when you watch it, they are like the whole thing is just kind of like moving. So like I like all those fake so deaths just, is just like just trampling. And Matt's yeah. saying they're just trampling. They're not stopping to like. Eat yeah, they're them. not stopping to like individually make sure they get kills. <laughs> <laughs> I guess all those dead bodies out on the field that he rose later were just... stabbed because yeah. they were in the way. Well, some <laughs> of them did obviously have swords and shit, but like not. I I feel like the vast majority didn't. So that's what happened when all of the Dothraki ran off and just died. They actually were just getting trampled and then left behind in the dust, and they all just stood up and. Like wandered off. No, they got. And we're like, well, that I was... mean, like you. That would explain why <laughs> yeah, so many just like, oh. left. Yeah. Well, I thought that was going to be a lot worse than it actually was. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, like that's that is how fucking fake out the deaths are. That the entire extinction of the Dothraki, according and to the, the showrunner, <laughs> and the Unsullied, <laughs> was just no half. Uh, half sounds about right. I mean, what is I half? Think- I think do when you're down number. to half numbers, you're technically on the extinction list. No. Uh, <laughs> that is not right. <laughs> I don't know. What is your definition of extinction, yeah, Kevin? Kevin? It might be different from the Westeros definition. What's the Kevin critically like tomorrow, endangered scale? If half of all of a species of animal disappeared, do you think they would be put on the extinction list? It's no. not the extinction list. It's called the endangered species list. Okay, whatever. You'd if they're extinct, they can't, like, they don't have genetically viable population. Okay. So would they, okay. Yeah, I I mean, it depends on what caused it. If Thanos snapped, then no. It would just be like, okay, half of them died overnight due to a thing that's not going to happen again. So whatever, <laughs> their numbers will come well, back. Sure. If a disease wiped out half of them overnight, then yes, they'd probably hit endangered species list because a quarter of them would be gone the next day. Sure. Um. Yeah. What a pointless conversation. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Son. <laughs> so, like, moving on from episode three, we can talk about. Well, I have a question. Yeah. Okay. No, let's, like, so, okay, go so, ahead. Son. So, Kevin, like, you honestly think that your your time has been wasted because of how the last season has occurred? Like, what happened in the last season? I don't think my time has retroactively been wasted. I'm just not going to watch the show again. All right, yeah, but the show's like, over. I'm, I'm not going to watch the show again either because I know what happens. Like, that's not, you know. But, like, you're saying that you would not recommend. If there was a clone, K2, you would not tell K2 to ever watch Game of Thrones? Is that what you're saying or what? Yeah. Yeah. Is K2 also wearing a thong in a bandana? <laughs> what? What? B2. What are you talking B. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's so Android copy. That, God. that was a fucking stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Stroked out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just wow. Uh, 2B, K2. So, so, <laughs> 2K. I have a question. Who... Who does? Who yeah. is a favorite? Like quote unquote. Who's? Who, what's your favorite character in Game of Thrones? From like the beginning, uh, from either or... from like just you know either you know can be from the beginning. So, they can change to the end, but like yeah, who there's is, okay. So there's if there was no like knights or like like uh, the White Walkers or anything, if you just had a story that ended with 
the red wedding it would kind of be amazing right it would be such a downer um but like it would kind of be an amazing lens into this like world that so like, book three the whole series ends yeah yeah well i mean the red wedding's in the middle of book three That's and i true, would yeah. be tempted to like just end the whole series Whoa. in the middle of book three because, like, that's actually a really that's like great a, thematic that's closure. That's like a, a, a Shakespearean play. Yeah, totally. But, like, Rob Stark is, like, a would classic you... tragi- tragic figure, yeah. you know? And he gets... Would you remove Daenerys or just leave her as a red herring? <laughs> oh, remove her. No, no, remove her. Like, I'm, like remove like, the whole episode. Daenerys doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, who cares? But because, you know? like, it because she does exist and she's obviously a major focal point, it's Would all you different. also call it a song of ice and fire? No, I'd call it like uh, <laughs> the reigns of Castamere. The War of the Five Kings. No, um, bad man do good. I would say I'd call it the <laughs> I'd call it love is the death of duty. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> And so I would actually have Daenerys in the book, but I would never show her on the page. And she would just be this thing that, like, is looming over them, which causes Robert to make some of his insane decisions, which then, you so know. So the White Walkers of. <laughs> yeah, but like. The yeah, story. but it's Danny. You know, yeah. yeah. But it's Danny. And like, oh, like, even it's not a short story. I think even if you cut that stuff out, you're still well I said over shortened. a Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still well over a thousand pages. But like, that's like a. Yeah. That's like a really strong, like, you know, I do, do you agree think with that you, maybe Kevin. like the reason why the I mean, like, because like I don't, I I can't remember where I was where I was going with this, but I was, <laughs> I was kind of saying like it feels like since that feels like such a big chunk of the story because if you yeah, think about a, it, that's why that's, that's why like three I said books it's like worth a play. Of, yeah, that's like three books worth of shit right there. Um, Matt, yeah, Sud, Sud cut deep, and and like George R. R. Martin <laughs> is obviously like kind of quote unquote lost, um, and maybe he didn't really expect much else to happen after the Red Wedding. <laughs> yeah, now I want him to just retroactively unrelease the last two books. <laughs> Be like, yeah, just ends at the Red Wedding. Just ignore everything else I wrote after that. <laughs> um, so like. Like, for me, like, that's the most thematically consistent thing. I understand mm. what he's doing with John, and I really like it. I, I just don't think that the showrunners had enough notes, which is why I'm really mad about George R. R. Martin generally. Yeah, he doesn't like, write. Not he, doesn't, he hasn't finished his book. What makes you think that they're going to have enough notes well, for yeah, two directors? I don't, I don't think he had enough notes. And, like, there's a lot of boneheaded, like, decisions. Like, the fucking Arya horse thing just made me laugh out loud. I was just like, what is happening, <laughs> you know? Especially that it literally went yeah, nowhere. Like she was still just, like, right she, there in disappeared. the middle. It disappeared. She was literally they, at the red They brought teeth. in a whole army to establish the horse. It's so, it's just like, <laughs> but, like, stuff like that's just, like, really bad direction. Or, like, when John leaves Grey Worm and then he marches up and then Grey Worm shows up again. It's like, what did Grey Worm do? Right. Is he fucking leaping over the buildings? Like, how? Yeah. He's just, it's like, what is this ninja shit? Like, this is Ninja Gaiden. Like, that was is- so fucking jarring to me. Yeah. I was just like, wait, how? You just left Grey Worm. I also, I also like the scene like- with Grey Worm and Tyrion where Grey Worm's like, stop talking! And then 
Tyrion goes on to give a ten minute speech. <laughs> he just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. But like, like that's just bad direction. So like, all that stuff, I, yeah. I, I totally get. But like, I do like these like broad themes. I do like how all the Stark children end up. Yeah. Um, that was a really cool and, shot at the end where they're showing like the back of all three oh, of the kids. It's awesome. Walking. Yeah. As they're all suiting up and like, yeah. like their different like weapons and instruments. It's so it's so cool. Yeah. And like, I, I. I do think that there's a really strong so like the reason why I like the end of the Red Wedding like I love I actually really do like Rob Stark as a character because he is such a great tragic hero and you know I always felt that like TV adaptions or like a movie adaption should enrich the book and the problem in the book is that Rob Stark kind of a nothing character in the book because he's not a point of view character everything that you see and hear about Rob is from Catelyn's point of view. So it's always mm-hmm. Catelyn viewing Rob, yeah, and then in never, the show, I don't think there is there. I think there's one or two Rob chapters, but that's about it. No, there's not. Oh, there's really? not a single one. Wow! I prom- <laughs> I'm telling you, there's not a single one. And so it it makes Rob look like sort of petulant, or like you know his like his misunderstandings or like anger with his mother doesn't make sense, or it feels like it doesn't make sense. But like in the show, and with uh, is it Talisa? I think it's Talisa. Yeah, they call her. Um, like it just works so well um, in, in the book or in the in the in the mo- in the show that rather than the book and I so I like that the- theme when it's like you have like the son avenging his father so that fantasy trope is is cut out and then there's the grander one of course with like John actually being Aegon Targaryen and then his secret king lineage means nothing at the end and everyone still wants to get rid of him and the mechanics of how you get there are kind of bad and I do like how Danny did break the wheel and she broke the wheel by becoming a tyrant. I think it's a really cool th- through line, but I also agree. It's not very well fleshed out, but she didn't um, break over- the wheel. Drogon. Yeah, I'm just mean, not convinced the wheels broken. It's been modified to a representative democracy. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a constitutional <laughs> it's <just> monarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby steps, I guess. Is it constitutional? Yeah. Seven Anything people, that's voting oh, yeah. is constitutional. Yeah. By like but definition, like, I'm just not convinced They're that kings. It's any... they can decide what's constitutional and what isn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it left me with no sense that this was even like gonna last for Bran's life. You know, it's just like okay, they all happen to agree this time for no real fucking reason. So you're just saying how but long until like, they push Bran down a flight of stairs? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but he fucking would see all it, it takes is <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like, "Stop! <laughs> why are you doing this? I know or why you're doing this, but, but like, stop! But just like even when he dies, like, okay, what if half of them disagree?" What if all of them vote for themselves? Like I don't know. Okay, what if, now you're just well. Half of us disagree now, and we're not killing each other. Like, what's your point? Well, we've had this system in place for hundreds of years. Well, how did they deal with it yeah. when the American Republic was founded? Like they were you know. murdering everybody with we dragons. Killed, yeah, <laughs> they killed a bunch of people. <laughs> no, we didn't. Between George Washington and then John Adams, we didn't like have a bloodbath. Well, between the two people who largely agreed, yes, but between the people who were like, "No, we don't like this," they murdered all of them until they left. That was a 
So what's stopping like the Ironborn <laughs> from doing that again? Because they're all dead. Yeah, and they're pretty pathetic. <laughs> like, who's even alive? That's a great question, yeah. man. Who was alive? Half of people. Yeah, that's half. an easy way to say the... it. Yeah, half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However many people Yara fit onto those. Can we all two talk ships? about how disappointing uh, Cersei's death was. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I'm super into it. Yeah, like it's like nobody got any real like. I nobody wanted some got, more comeuppance. You wanted to. Why? You wanted somebody to like stare her down and be like, "You were such a bad, bad, bad person." Now I wanted her to like yeah, no, drown what? herself in wine or something. No, what Ben wanted was like a uh, a knight to come with a crossbow and go get some. And start firing, but it's like, an automatic crossbow, so it just keeps yeah, firing, making her into a pin cushion as she's ricocheting pinned against the door. <laughs> and then he puts I, on like, shades. These haven't Put been that invented in yet. Yeah. It's such a minor thing, but like that scene from the last episode just kind of shows when they would like sacrifice fucking sense for a good cinematography moment of Tyrion, you know, finding them under one layer of bricks <laughs> next to just clear empty floor. You know, we see the entire fucking place collapse and then it's just like, no, apparently they were standing under the one five square foot portion of roof that collapsed. It's bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. Bad luck bears. <laughs> Jamie could have just held his hand above his head. Would have been fucking yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, let's go through, like, what's what's your favorite season of the show? God, it's hard for me to say because it's been so long since I've done, like, a full rewatch. Yeah. Um, I mean, can we do a couple favorite episodes yeah, rather sure. than, yeah, like, a that. whole season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. What's your top five? Hard Home. Number one? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Red Wedding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can I just say all of the scenes of Arya and the Hound, like, spliced into one episode? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But sure. <laughs> uh, fucking, geez, I don't even remember these off the top yeah, of my head. Right. No right. one else is weighing in at all. All right, fine. I will. Uh, my favorite episode's probably Hard Home. I I don't really think there's a lot of thematic quality to it, but I do think the Battle of the Bastards is like the one medieval like combat. Oh man, Battle episode. of the Bastards I, is I, so good. I never seen anything like that. Like the momentum and like how scary showing cavalry, cavalry must have been. is like yeah, well done cavalry shots. Like awesome. I'd never seen something like that. And then like the I, like when John's trapped in the phalanx and oh, he's like yeah. getting crushed and he's gasping and it's so fucking terrifying to be in there. Mm-hmm. That's it's a really, great and that like that over the shoulder shot where they're just like following him through the whole thing mm-hmm. is such a good scene. Um, I really like kissed by fire and that's where it's like one of the few emotional moments in the show. Where John and Egret are in the cave and uh, beyond the wall, and then mm-hmm. it's like a really sweet moment, and like they have—I mean, they're married in real life now, right? But they have real chemistry. Yeah, it really shows on screen. Oh yeah, um, and I mean that's probably half of <laughs> the struggle was that 
he had such strong chemistry with Rose that it just really did not. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It was really starkly missing St- from. Uh, 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 starkly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, God, that wasn't even a Get off, Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> the one where uh, Danny gets her dragons and walks into the burning uh, hut. The end of season one. Yeah, that was a great episode. That's okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, the bear and the maiden. Yeah. Oh, those are the so bear good. And the maiden fair. The one where they get like at the end of the episode, it's smash. It's like season three has a ton of great episodes. Yeah. I love the one where Jamie's hand gets fucking. Cut yeah, off. and then it does the punk rock like, song. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they're just like, cause <laughs> like that is, I, I love that. Her hair, the honey. <laughs> Such a crazy yeah, moment. But I, it's such a crazy moment, but like it really kickstarts like Jamie's like view of like how everyone views him because he's just like, you don't you know who my father is? And yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Fuck you! Like we <laughs> fucking hate you, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, his hand the guy off. does it so well. He's like, oh, let's get you over here and get you some food, yeah. food, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then Hodor snaps his neck. Sure does. Rand does very, as Hodor. Well, yeah, very satisfying. <laughs> And then Hodor's like, what did uh, I just fucking the door. do? Yeah. The door is such oh, a great yeah. episode. That was, um, um, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I and was really disappointed I'll, that the they didn't the do Rand mind time travel. I'll go back. The Mountain of the Viper is good. It's very gratuitous. Some of the, like, the first episode. <laughs> I, I think it's episode maybe six or seven of the first season when shit just, like, really starts hitting the fan with Ned. And he's like really figuring shit out and then like he gets cornered by Jamie and his men and uh Jory Oh the duel they yeah, have Jory dies yeah. and then like cuz oh, like yeah. you're the when like you're watching that for the first time if you don't really know anything about the show you're kind of like you're like yeah Ned you're figuring it out and then all of a sudden shit just like starts going really wrong <laughs> really fast Yeah yeah and, uh-huh. and I would say that's, that's a really good episode so we listed up a bunch of good episodes. Um, I do want to make a quick mention for the climb, so cool, and also yeah. the Watchers on the Wall. Yeah, the Watchers, especially on the wall that is one, one scene episodes. when John comes down from the elevator, and it's like one long tracking mm-hmm. shot as he goes through, and you're like seeing all these people that you've grown to kind of love, like fighting for their lives. Yeah. it's really cool. Um, and then fucking Ollie. And then Ollie, yeah. He, like, nods his head. Yeah, he I got face. you, bro. So I got your back. I love that. The little bro, the, like, the, 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 the bro knocks. He's just like, yeah. And he's just John's like, oh, like oh, I saved John. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck Ollie. Yeah. Then they hung him. Then so, they hung you know. him, yeah. So that kid what's, got his comeuppance. What's the scene that you think like you saw in Game of Thrones that you never saw anywhere else? Red wedding, pregnant baby stabbing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the in- I, I think it's that actually, Ben. Like that's sort of like what really got me. Yeah, like same. Just, like what is this world? Yeah, it's like, like the first real example <laughs> he of he magic, doesn't go like, for her neck way. first. He goes for the fucking baby. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. I thought you were thinking about. Uh, I thought you were talking about the shadow baby. Well, that's also the shadow really baby is like. The, no, I'm talking about the red wedding when he just that. Okay. It, yeah, like you find out ten minutes prior that she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, yeah. <laughs> One of them was definitely like, write that down, write that down. <laughs> yeah. Like that, um, but yes, also the shadow baby. 
The Shadow Baby is like the first time you're just like, there's like this malevolent magic that's like creeping into the world, you know, that you never saw before. I think uh, George R. R. Martin did a super clever way of time travel that I never thought of before. Yeah, that was really cool with Hodor. Um, Yeah, that is really smart. So like, do you think that that Hodor knew like going like his entire life? Do you think that like, so when, when Bran warred into Hodor, did like, the child Hodor's mind warg into the present and he was like completely aware of what was happening. Like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> I do not think that at all. And no, then, that's I think his brain became mush. <laughs> and then yeah. he went back. And all he could think of, no, no, no. His brain became mush and all he could think so about you don't was, think that, I need like, to hold the door. He didn't get like, like as a child, he didn't have like future visions of like what was happening when, like the end of like Tale of Two Cities, like where he's just like on the scaffolding and just seeing his future, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, in a way. I mm. think more of the long of the lines that he's just like he he knows he's destined for this thing, but he only has the recollection of the one thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's way too nice. Uh, for Hodor, and I think that George R. R. Martin's not that nice of a writer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it um, was Bran testing out his powers, being like, "Oh crap, I yeah. just turned <laughs> that guy's thing, brain into much." Yeah, the one thing that really bothered me about that whole thing is like, Bran does have a good story, but no one can ever like believe it. So it's just like, Tyrion, like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's really about? true. Like, Bran's this... like, I'm a magical wizard. And everyone's like, okay. Well, he well, could just warg into something. He has the... Yeah, he's warged, but people like, haven't, like, a few people have seen that happen, but mostly he just rolls his eyes back and they're like, where did he go? Well, he's like a really powerful, um, you know, Miss Cleo. And so, like, I would believe that in that world. Yeah, I'm sure, like, if anybody came up to him and was like, I doubt you can really see anything, that he could probably be like, I know what you ate for dinner last night. And then they'd be like... And Sansa could be like, no, he totally saw me that night I got raped. Yep. I was very beautiful, Uh, apparently. Going back to, like, scenes that, like, you don't think you would see in, like, television or whatever, like, I really like... You'd never seen before, yeah. yeah. um, So, like, Arya is, like, a teenage girl posing as a child sex slave to kill somebody. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then she kills him pretty brutally, like, jumps Mm -hmm. on him, stabs his eyes out, fucking cuts his throat, lets him, like, sit there and bleed out, and then just, like fucking jabs him some more like <laughs> yeah she was a yeah, less efficient loved... killer back then and they, they do a pretty good I... job of building up Sir Marin as like you hate this dude for seasons yeah. and he gets a yeah. pretty like you know like satisfying end um, like I mentioned I think the cavalry charge is like something I've never seen in a battle scene forever uh, I think the dragons are like, the coolest dragons I've ever seen. You know, yeah. In terms of like how they like move and like interact, the noises they make. I think it's kind of yeah, like this. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Drogon was kind of weird in that last episode. Like, it's like a cat or a dog. It's like you know. Well, like I found it very interesting that you know, like he lets John kind of like past. You know, 
Yeah, what the fuck do you guys think was happening then, like, there? With what? I think in the books, it, he no, lets him I think... pass and then like obviously like knows that he killed Danny, and then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna fuck off." I don't like the cold. She needs to die so I can go home. Like, yeah, was he like content? <laughs> no, I think John goes through because John's a Targaryen and has mm-hmm. ridden um, the dragon before. I think the dragons in the books, at least, are noted to be extremely intelligent. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. So, like, there has to be some. Yeah, there's well, supposed I to be like that, Dungeons like, Drogon... and Dragons dragons, which are like super Great, smart. thanks, nerd. Let's knock the books out of your hand next time I see you and shove you in a locker. <laughs> I'll defend myself with my plus three mace. <laughs> but, like, I think Drogon is just like, I don't. Like, I did these things because, like, Daenerys was my mom, but also all of this is because of this fucking throne. I can't I live in the basement forever, here. mom. I so gotta grow think, up. So, like, you you think that he was like completely like aware of like what the like yeah everything. I do, I do. Yeah. yeah. See, I just could not. I know buy you that. can't. I didn't ask you, that Kevin. Is... I was talking to Sud. <laughs> <laughs> but the issue is, they've literally never shown anywhere near that level of intelligence anywhere else in the series. One scene of him playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing about dragons. Is that the metric? They never, Is that the metric? There's never, they never, there's not a single thing involving dragons that shows you like dragons are incredibly intelligent, except for like, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, in The Hobbit where he like has these long conversations. No. But that's not even. Even in Game of Thrones, they're shown to be intelligent. They melt the fucking chains off. Like, they know exactly what to do and, like, you know, what they're doing. And they're, like, baby dragons then. So, you know, kind of dumb. Yeah, that I do. Yeah, like, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they have fucking... Oh, sick from, burns, from man. From knowing what chains are yeah. to understanding this socio-political uh, fucking... Fra- meaning I knew, of yeah, a throne. the chains. Yeah. It's symbolism. They understood... <laughs> Years before. So do you think he just <laughs> that's, flew off to Valyria? That's what I thought. He just like haunt the doom of Valyria, you know, and just hang out there. Yeah, yeah. just like like Levada drop Danny off dragon. somewhere. <laughs> or ate him. <laughs> yeah, this is a travel snack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he he's obviously like been chilling in Valyria before, so he might have like a little yep. pad somewhere. <laughs> a bachelor pad. I mean, yeah, like a little dragon. He plays Panzer Dragoon and gets high. <laughs> Just hangs out with all his lays about grayscale <laughs> buddies. Bunch of weird grayscale yeah. dudes. Has that, has like... that classic ACDC poster, Pink Floyd uh-huh. poster, a, a, a skew. Dude, watch me play Legends of Dragoon. Come on, come over. Do you think there's going to be more in the books with doing dragon um, glass bong rips? Because you know where Bran's like, maybe I can find him. No. <laughs> and then he no. warged into a crow and was like, oh, they're not here. <laughs> yeah, that went fucking nowhere from episode three. <laughs> well, the crows he warged into got killed. Did they? Yeah, you see him get like, yeah. you see, I think you see him get like blasted by the dragon fire. <laughs> if you say so. I don't, I guess that's going somewhere. And then Bran spent the last just like thirty-five minutes causing a bunch of ravens to sacrifice crow. themselves. Well, I think he was trying to locate the Night King. 
Maybe one of the pregnant, one of the ravens was pregnant with his raven child. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he's just a psychopath, and that's the easiest that's way for I him think, to kill I small he, animals. I think he's just going around, like I think he's just going around warg fucking. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would that's try. What is it? What is it? Doing. Yeah, absolutely. Like during the battle for yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah. He's not sure it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? <laughs> Might as well have sex as a wolf. <laughs> or like, like some mice. Like Bran can't it. have sex, yeah. as his sister pointed out in front of everybody. <laughs> so why not? Ha- since this is your only opportunity to have sex, I'm pretty sure he's gonna take it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He Brand's wanted to do some ravens deviant. and fucked. Yeah. He's That's probably he like, I'm going to try male first. One minute. He's like, I, I got to go back to the crow sex. Got to go back to the crow and sex. And then they're immediately like, we're going to start working on those brothels again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're going to need to gather a series of mindless slaves for our king to warg into and then have sex. I, I do like how they danced around the whole destruction of King's Landing in the last scenes. Like, they didn't show anything. It was like everything was inside in a room that was nice. Like, it's like, well, you know, like, you know, like, if you looked out the window. You don't hear, like, screaming or death. Like, you know if you look out the window, like, half the city's destroyed. It's still on fire. (laughs) I bet. The one good thing about King's Landing being destroyed like last for a long time in condensed areas like that. Like there were fires underneath the world tower or the world trade center for days and days. And it's dragon fire. Okay. So you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Like it probably, it it would like realistically <laughs> probably take them like months and months to even like put out the fires. Hey Matt, I have something to tell you. Uh, I have a documentary called loose coins. <laughs> and <laughs> It's about how Dragonfire can't melt stone beams. <laughs> but Wildfire can. Valir- hey, everybody, everyone, everyone already knows the set blew up don't, on its own. Don't blow, <laughs> don't blow holes in my Illuminati theory. If you look at a gold dragon, you can see a pyramid. Red Keep collapsed it. on its and own. That- <laughs> it was an. It, there it were was simultaneous a- explosions around. It was the a Maester controlled set. explosion. The sept. <laughs> they used controlled dragon fire. <laughs> there's there's some dude on a soapbox just spouting that in King's Landing. Absolutely. Absolutely. How many people do you think are left alive in King's Landing? About That's half? what I was going to say. Like, no, less than half. But, like, I bet it's way better for the people of King's Landing because it was awful for them, right? Because, like, everyone had to go into the... Yeah. Like, all the people had to go in, and it must have been awful conditions. Like, you must have been pretty happy that most of your neighbors are dead. Like, they probably don't have homeless people anymore. <laughs> Prime real estate. Thanks, Thanos. Yeah, right. Yeah. So It's a less effective Thanos, because everything's just kind of burned and smoldering <laughs> as well. It's free real estate. Yeah, it's more effective than Thanos, because, like, Thanos' thing, he just does it, and then, like, people will come back. This, like, they have to work for it. They have to rebuild homes and, like, you know, replow fields and do all the hard work, too. So, like, if you're really going to, like, do and this nihilistic... all the bodies. Yeah, yeah you know, so with that much bodies ash... and rubble everywhere. With that much ash, you just have to imagine, like, it's sort of like a nuclear winter. Yeah. Like, you think there's, like, Chernobyl effects? Mm-hmm. 
Almost certainly, right? Well, I mean, it was definitely snowing in the last episode. Yeah, like winter is and there. And they showed that one green plant growing out of the out of the snow. Well, that was in the north. Well, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like the, yeah, I mean in King's yeah. Landing, it was legitimately snowing. You sure? I thought it was no, ash. It was snow. I mean, the showrunners. Yeah, you see snow fall on Danny's face and melt. Yeah. Didn't they say we were going to learn about how the world works? No. What? No. I no. could have sworn there was like an. Ant- George R. R. Martin said we would learn about that oh, okay. in the books, probably. Oh, okay. But George R. R. Martin just says shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for the thing that he wants it to, to be, it would be several times the size of Earth, and all their legs would be either super strong or crushed. So. <laughs> they have to be super strong. Or it's just it magic. <laughs> That's what it should be. Or it's a runaway yeah. greenhouse effect. <laughs> from a bygone industrial society and then when they dig up uh the archaeological findings it's the statue of liberty that's how it should have ended it should have ended when the door closed um on, on uh castle black when john's exiting it pans back up and it's the new york skyline and then it just ends in modern day <laughs> and then kevin would kill himself it's a biodome <laughs> No, just like like with the two towers to make it as as insulting as possible. I watched, I've watched the, just like a, <laughs> a lot of interviews with George R. R. Martin. No, Arya should have sailed away and just hit the wall like the truth. <laughs> yeah. you know? no, I watched. <laughs> I watched a lot of interviews with George R. R. Martin. He always jokes about like, well, it could end, you know, with a bunch of aliens coming down and. And, like, wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if he's been joking about that for, like, 20 years and, like, that is actually, <laughs> actually how the it. books end? <laughs> fucking pew, pew, pew. Why does he sound like George Lucas? I don't do George R. R. Martin <laughs> Matt's very got, well. Matt's got one, <laughs> one act writer voice. One I, writer and I'm not a, voice. I don't have a good George R. R. Martin voice. His Clive Owen <laughs> also sounds a lot like George Lucas, too. <laughs> So where does this rank in your TV shows of all time? I know for Kevin it's like negative something, but like for the rest of the same people. Um it's def for me it's definitely up there with some of the greats. Like it's gotta be in the top five. Yeah, I mean it's it's up there with like some of the 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 good goods. The good goods? Yeah. Got it. Got it, got like it. Breaking Bad. And Roger, Roger. Somewhere between Reboot and the Reboot Reboot. <laughs> so zero and ten. Good scale.